another episode of Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Julia. What? I'm Sid. <laughs> I'm Julia. And I'm Sid. Got you. You did Actually, me. I got Julia. I was like, what? Um, Are you okay? That was not planned. I just wanted to see what she would do. Because tonight's going to be all about her reactions to things. Oh, God. Kind of. So we set up a little possible recording with my phone. We'll see what happens. So if you don't see any stories with her, then it didn't work. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so we hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Because we haven't done any episodes since then. I don't even think we've seen each other since then. We haven't. Before then? No, because I got sick and then... Julia got sick. I was recovering for a while. Yeah, dude, it honestly took it out of me, but I like slept a lot. Lucky. No, like it sucked because then I got really far behind on stuff, but I would be like working and I'd like fall asleep. That's what I mean. Like I slept a lot. Like I was just like, what is wrong with me? Hmm. It's crazy, but. It's what the body does when it's trying to recover. Yeah. Right. But here we are. Here we are. We're back. Back and we're better than ever. Better than ever. Better. 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 Bad to the bones. All right. What are, I'm like anticipating this. You won't, Sid will not tell me. I won't tell her. What we're doing today. So this is episode number 30. And it is called, What is the Uncanny Valley? Okay. Have you heard of this? I don't know. It's a phenomenon. No, maybe. I don't know. This always happens. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I have heard of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually know everything Because I like to listen to everything. (laughs) Oh, Julian, I know everything about this topic that you work so hard on. I don't do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay over there? No. I see you have a water, a Red Bull, and wine. Do you have to point that out to people? Yeah. And it's a 16-ouncer. It's a big boy. I know. I haven't gotten a big boy in a while. It's a big John. And for some reason, my wine glass smells like peanut butter, so we won't get into that. It's your glass it's that does. It's definitely the glass. I somehow. walked in, and she's like, it smells like peanut butter. Yeah, I thought it was her. I thought she, like... I literally smelled myself. I was butter. like, I haven't been around it, but... <laughs> Who knows? Could be there, right? Yeah. Well, decorate No, I time. think it's the wine. I s- smell like people? I no, I kept thinking like what does what do I smell when I go to drink this? And I just like it just hit me like this is the peanut butter you've been smelling. It's the wine. I'm sure it's not just both of our glasses smell like peanut butter? No, I think it's the wine. It's like a pink mascara. How would that smell like peanut butter? Is it old? No. I hope not. It was a birthday gift. Maybe it's the cork. <laughs> there wasn't a cork. Mm. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's, it's the wine, though. It's Moscato. Yum. <laughs> New wine. <laughs> well, I so. knew something. It's definitely... No, it definitely is the wine, I think. Because I'm not like a... I don't do sweets that much. And it's not like that type of sweet. Like the Moscato sweets. Like peanut butter sweet. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening with the so wine. It's poisoning us. I could be. Okay. Maybe. So the Uncanny Valley. Yes. And I prepared a little... Google slide for you. Okay. Okay. So it's, you know, I went all out. Do I open around. it or not yet? Yeah, you can open it. For well, you slide. told me 30 seconds ago I couldn't yet. So, oh, yeah. So you can go to your slideshow. Okay. I'm here. Okay. So, yeah, again, this is called 
What is the Uncanny Valley? Yeah. Yeah? I don't know, like, things about it. I've heard it. I feel like, you know, the short, like, the Instagram reel, like, shorts? Yes. For people. I feel like I just, like, saw, came across it. Most of I know, like, nothing. Okay. Okay, cool. So maybe some of you out there have heard of this. Maybe you haven't. I got into it recently because I've been seeing it pop up a lot on Instagram reels. So that's kind of why I was like, I had it on the list and then I just was like, hey, you know what? It kind of seems like it's trending right now. So let's talk about it. Yeah, good for you. As I was just like, what? Keep going. You did the same thing. So for your next step. So anyway, so let's jump right into it. Have you ever come across a lifelike robot, a lifelike doll, or maybe a realistic computer generated face or image? It just kind of seemed a little bit off to you. Like he was trying too hard. It's kind of almost there, but not quite. And because yeah. of that, you felt a little creeped out by it. A little uncanny. A little, bit. A little, a little <laughs> uncanny, perhaps. Um, before we get into it, it's like giving me... I just watched the American Horror Story shorts. Okay. I'm not going to give like anything crazy away. It's pretty much the description of it. But The newest season? Yeah. And like the stories. They still only have the first four. I don't right? know why I said shorts. First four episodes. episodes. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant seasons. I was like, I don't think there's that yeah. many seasons. First four episodes. So I've seen them. So which one are you referring the to? The AI that like turned, it was like during COVID in a shutdown, the guy who he like sold art or whatever he got his friend gave him like this ai thing and they like Like fell in love yeah assistant Mm -hmm. it was kind of like alexa but more but way more and she like fell in love with him yeah and i don't know it just creeped me the fuck out i've been like i can't believe you're doing this actually because i'm a little uneasy already good i'm so excited i love making people uneasy it's my favorite thing in the world also go watch that if you want to be creeped the fuck out yeah i thought they did really good this year so far Mm -hmm. so I haven't gotten through all of them. Yeah. I can't watch it around Wyatt. He gets creeped out. Oh. They're too close to home. Oh, well, Wyatt. Those ones aren't as far-fetched as the other ones. I see. You know what's funny? So we have these candles lit so I can make it a little bit more spooky in here. And because I'm wearing my glasses, I can't see Julia's face. That's funny. That's it's amazing. just glaring and not great. But, you know, I don't need to look at her. So. <laughs> so... In short, yes, you have felt this way, I assume, right? I'm sure many people have. Yes. Like, dolls kind of creep me out when they look pretty human-like. Yeah. So, like, Annabelle kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. You know? And the size of it, because it's like a small child, kind of freaks me out. Dolls in general creep me out. <laughs> um, AI is pretty scary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of, like deep fake videos or just I don't know always things out there that are just really you know trying to be us it's like getting too close it's getting way too, too close, close to home mm-hmm. yeah so if you answered yes to that question that you have felt uneasy experiencing something like this then you would have experienced what is called the uncanny valley phenomenon oh that's what that is. Okay, you it's not like a way. valley. It's mm-hmm. an emotion. It's kind of a valley, and you'll see why, but not like a literal location. Okay. So, Uncanny Valley concept was introduced in the 1970s by Masahiro Mori. He was a robotics professor of the Tokyo Institute of Technology, and he brought this up in his book called Bukimi Notani, and he phrased 
the term as Bukimi Notani Gensho, which means the Uncanny Valley. Hmm. Of course, we, you know, translated it to the Uncanny Valley for us. So where was this, like, where was the professor from? Well, he taught at the Tokyo Institute. Tokyo Institute, right? Mm -hmm. That's right in front of me. (laughs) I'm reading it to you. Just listen. Yeah. So... The Uncanny Valley is used, like we said, it's not a location. It's used to describe Maury's observation that as robots or dolls or AI starts to appear more human-like, they become more appealing, but only up until until a certain point. Like you're intrigued, but then you're like freaked out. Okay, like, oh, this is cool. This is neat. And then you get to this certain point where it's not cool anymore and you kind of plunge down into what is called the Uncanny Valley. And that's where you experience feelings of strangeness, unease, creepiness, things like that. That's interesting. Yeah. So he, his original hypothesis was stated as, as the appearance of, as the appearance, as the appearance of a robot is, sorry, my Google slide just reloaded on me and I couldn't read it. Mm -hmm. That was weird. Anyway, his original hypothesis is stated as the appearance of a robot is made more human. Some observers' emotional responses to robots become increasingly positive and empathetic until it reaches a point beyond which the response quickly becomes strong revulsion. Is that like being like, well, I guess it would be per that person's like feelings it varies per person person. yeah Yeah, so so it it could be like oh it's smart or it knows this like can answer this stuff Mm -hmm. where it could also just be the physical appearance the physical appearance yeah yeah. okay so there's not like a fit structure of how it would be no in general it's just kind of how it's described um so however like you'll you know, you'll feel good up to a certain point. However, as the appearance becomes less distinguishable from a human being. Um, so here, let me start over. So you got to go up once the, once the um, robots or dolls or whatever start to look a little bit more human. It's like, oh, it's cute. It's cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, that's not so cute. That's really creepy because it's really close to being human, but there's just something a little bit off. Yeah. Like maybe the mechanics of too it. too slow or blinks too slow or smiles too slow or like mm-hmm. it doesn't have that like natural movement yeah exactly or the lips aren't like moving, moving exactly yeah stuff. yeah so it's like that tiny bit is off so then you're kind of creeped out but then it said that you start to go back up and feeling more positive once it reaches more even more human-like appearances so and then you become you have like a human to human empathy level so it kind of goes up it drops down as far okay. as the reaction goes, and it goes back up once they start to look exactly like you. But with the empathy level, like, are you saying there it would be like you start to like kind of feel emotions towards it, and then that's like an uneasiness of like, why am I like treating this robot? Like a human or kind of, I think it's just because it's so it gets, it'll get to a point where it's so indistinguishable. It doesn't bother you. Okay. But then when you like break that barrier, mm-hmm. that bothers you that it didn't bother you. Is that the uncanny? So or am I getting graphs. too deep into this? I have graphs. The graphs will help. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, let me, so 
In short, the Uncanny Valley is the people's negative reaction to lifelike robots or AI or dolls. So it's the negative part. That is what the Uncanny Valley shape is. And you'll see that make more sense on the graph. Um, but some quotes from this professor. So he wrote in this Japanese journal called Energy. And it's kind of where his hypothesis came from. So I just want to read his quotes just so you can kind of see how that came about. Okay. So he says, I have noticed that in climbing toward the goal of making robots appear human, our affinity for them increases until we come to a valley, which I call the uncanny valley. Later in the essay, he describes the uncanny valley by using an example, the first prosthetic hands. Oh. Mm -hmm. One might say that the prosthetic hand has achieved a degree of resemblance to the human form, perhaps on a par with false teeth. However, when we realize the hand, which at first sight looked real, is in fact artificial, we experience an eerie sensation. For example, we could be startled during a handshake by its boneless grip together with its texture and coldness. When this happens, we lose our sense of affinity and the hand becomes uncanny. Okay, I didn't even think of it as like a prosthetic hand even. Which is interesting because in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And think how different they were then. They look more real now. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And in an interview, he explained how he kind of came up with the idea for Uncanny Valley. Since I was a child, I have never looked liked looking at wax figures. They look somewhat creepy to me. At that time, electronic prosthetic hands were being developed, and they triggered in me the same kind of sensation. These experiences had made me start thinking about robots in general, which led me to write that essay. The Uncanny Valley was my intuition. It was one of my ideas. Hmm. So it kind of started as he was a kid. Watching this so all he had those develop. Yeah, so seeing like wax figures kind of creeped him out, and then later in life, when prosthetic hands became a thing... He experienced that same feeling. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, these are related. He's interested in like that reaction okay. to these kinds of things. Um, so next you'll see a graph. And this is a real simple graph. Um, so the x-axis is human likeness. Y-axis is emotional reaction. And you'll see it starts at the most you know inhuman part. And your reaction just kind of down the middle Mm -hmm. like you don't feel one either way yeah okay as human likeness increases your emotional reaction increases positively okay and then it goes up to a certain point until you hit the uncanny valley and it drops to a negative reaction and then it starts to go back up again once it becomes even more human looking so the more that it becomes realistic Mm -hmm. means that it creates more positive yeah. reaction. But then when you hit a certain like realization that it isn't real, you go back down. Mm-hmm. So, so highest, you could go up and down multiple times yeah. for like one thing. The the lowest point on the graph would be non-human completely. Mm-hmm. Like this is a robot. This you, is you open it up or yeah. whatever. If you put like in a robot on the hand, whatever. Or it's, yeah. Or a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's you know not at all human you don't feel one way or another about it Mm -hmm. the very top point is a human so like it goes up it goes back down and once you get to the most human point you feel better again okay 
Um, I have another graph, a little bit more descriptive, and it includes moving objects and still objects. So it starts with industrial robots would be like moving or still, it could be both, I guess. You'll see a stuffed animal and your, you know, your emotional reaction's fine. It's going up, it's cute, it's fine. And then it starts to go back down again once they look creepy. Um, they have a corpse on here as well. So that's part of the still and non-moving object. Because they divide like, so di two different ways. You could be still a non-moving object and then a moving object. Right, but I have a question. Yeah. So like is a stuffed animal considered like a robot or AI? No. This is just in general of like objects, mm -hmm. not. So his original hypothesis was just like robot related in a way. Mm -hmm. But now it, it, it's, it's the, inclusive of. Because you feel the same You can things. have the same reaction to. Okay you know dolls you, and you can AI have the and, okay mm -hmm. which i definitely have that with dolls i don't like dolls um see when you were talking about dolls earlier like i guess i was just so stuck on like robots and ai yeah it definitely includes dolls yeah okay and yeah it makes i guess that opens up my mind a little bit more so you feel your best when you are in front of a completely human being, a healthy human being, but you're in that uncanny valley when you see a corpse or a zombie or an ill person, you kind of have the similar reaction that you do to robots looking human, but not quite, mm -hmm. or dolls, AI, whatnot. So this graph kind of includes all different things. Yeah, I think that helps put it in perspective too. Um, and then if you move on to the next page is one more graph. And this just kind of includes um, like cartoon or animation. There we go. Mm -hmm. So a stick figure at the very beginning. You don't really care one way or another about it. The Simpsons kind of goes up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you still realize what it is. You know, it's not it's real. It doesn't right. freak you out. Snow White. It's starting to look more like a human, but it's still a cartoon, still, you know. Yeah. The Incredibles. So they're, it's getting closer, but you're Which not quite there yet. When that first came out, I was like, wow, that looks like really good. Yeah, it's like it was like the first movie to like have like those animated characters look fairly humanistic. Mm -hmm. And then we start to plummet into the Uncanny Valley when the Polar Express came up. Which is funny because I am I can't stand the Polar Express. Yeah, I can't either. Like I don't it's know how people watch that every year. I think it's because of how they look. Mm -hmm. It freaks me out a little bit. And I get yeah. why it's placed in the Uncanny Valley on this graph. No, I, I when you when I pulled this up, I was like giggling and I was about to ask you, like, do you think it's because of like how close they look, but still like so far away mm -hmm. from real yeah it was also very like edited i feel like mm -hmm. like you like the contrast for them yeah it i think so when you're listening to this definitely go look up the graphs the graphs definitely help put it in perspective and you can if you're confused at all by how i explained it so far because it might be a little confusing um but if you get creeped out by the polar express then you have experienced the uncanny valley so, Interesting. There you go. 
What is Kubo Girl? I had to look that up because I didn't know it. So it was a page. It doesn't exist anymore, but I guess it was like a website you could go to and it had this Kubo Girl or Creepy Girl, I think it was called, mm. where you would, would move your mouse around and she would follow it with her eyes. Yeah. Which sounded familiar after I read about it. I'm like, hmm, that sounds kind of familiar, but it's not a thing anymore. But it was like when creepy. we were young and like, yeah. Yeah. And the then, internet was the internet. Yep. So you're in the Uncanny Valley with Polar Express and Cubo Girl, and then you go back up once you're back to, like, a real person. Because it makes sense. Okay, good. Okay, so next, I'm going to show you some images, and I want you to describe what you see and how you feel about them. Okay. Um, do we want to record these? Yeah, I guess so. It's up to you. Might as well. So Wait, just... so I'm supposed to describe what I see and how I feel. I will. Okay. Ow. Why did I do that? Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. What was that face about? I like. Oh, okay. No. I thought it was my smile. No, I like, okay, Sid. Hide your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to record your reactions. Hopefully, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but like I said, if you don't see any stories, then it just didn't work out. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so go ahead and go to your first slide. So you're going to show me images, and I'm going to describe what I yeah, see what and, how and how it makes you feel. Okay, so this is a handsome Squidward. It is do you remember this episode of SpongeBob? When he I remember handsome? the muscles, but I just don't remember him looking like that. Yeah, like I don't remember his nose change. I'm like actually really uncomfortable right now. Yeah, because one, it looks like like there's seams in front of his legs. No, those are because he has the stockings. Like four. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. It's the way it, oh, because he's walking. Yeah, he I see the tentacles together. now. I was so mm-hmm. confused. I can see what you mean though. It looks like stockings and it's just like the Yeah, I was like, why is it up? slit? The chest hair. The I don't know. Hair. There's just like a lot. I don't yeah. know what I feel. It's just like kinda, that's not Squidward. I right now. I remember when I watched this, kind of I thought it was creepy looking. Why do I only remember the muscles? I don't remember all that changing like that. <laughs> I only remember the muscles. No, like I remember when he gets like see, I only remember the face. When I saw I was like, whoa, I don't remember being that buff. I just don't remember his face looking like that. I remember that. the chiseled face. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it's creepy. Creeped out. Okay. Okay. So would you consider yourself in the uncanny valley for that? I don't know if I'm in... Well, I guess if I'm, like, creeped close. out. Yeah. But I just, like... To me, like, I know that's a cartoon. Like, mm-hmm. it's not there quite there yet. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm work, working its way. Okay. Right. Still pretty cartoon level, like... Okay. So next, what do you see? I see Fiona from Shrek, but not the animated one. Well, it is the animated one. Was this the first one? Yeah. So this. I didn't realize how close that got. How realistic? I guess I am remembering. Yeah. Well, this wasn't even the face from the actual screening. The before they released it, so they did a screening for children to watch to get their reactions. And this is what they used. No. This is after they made changes. Uh-huh. I couldn't find what it looked like during the screening. But the early test screens of the film elicited unexpected feelings of anxiety in children in response to the character, Princess Fiona. She was simply too lifelike, causing kids to feel unnerved and even frightened, many crying whenever she appeared on screen. 
Based on the responses and feedback, the filmmakers edited her appearance prior to the film's theatrical release to give her a more cartoon-like appearance in order to prevent the Uncanny Valley effect. This is a more cartoon-like appearance because yeah. this is like so close. Like even the eyes. Well, she has freaking freckles. She has wrinkles. Yeah. So and like I the facial imagine, features. Yeah, it's it's a little. I cannot imagine what it would have looked like before that. This is kind of giving me like Polar Express, though. I guess the way yeah. it's created, you know Which what I mean? Which was even way before Polar Express, right? No, no, right? Polar what Express was about? no. Are you looking that for me? Mm-hmm. Two thousand four. It's that old. I thought it came out sooner than that, uh, like earlier. Polar Express. Shrek came out in 2001 and Polar Express came out in 2004. Wow. I really thought the Polar Express was a lot more recent than that. I don't know why. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm in the uncanny. I feel like I would like need to watch the film, but I I will say, because there was such, I remember like there's such a big jump from like the ogre. Because I mean, they were still pretty like animated little, little. it was more real than what we like had seen prior mm-hmm. in movies, but when she switched, or what we know, she switched from that. I'm getting confused to an ogre. Yes. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> but yeah, no, because Lord Farquaad, like he was kind of cre- like yeah. I guess I probably was in like the uncanny I think valley. I was more creeped out by Lord Farquaad than yeah, Fiona. Fiona. And maybe it's just because we didn't see that much of like human Fiona. I thought it was not quite a bit of her. I don't remember the time. <laughs> I would love to rewatch Shrek, to be honest. Okay. All right. Moving on. Polar Express, 100%. I just, I get so creeped out by this. Yep. The Polar Express is next. And it's literally all the characters. And I guess it, it is, like, that is worse than Shrek. Yeah. I feel like Shrek's probably near, like, The Incredibles before you, like, start going down. Mm-hmm. And then Polar Express is, like. It's just. Because even how they did the hair and the eyebrows in the Polar Express, like, yeah, it was weird. Mm-hmm. And just, they, you know, they added, like, texture to faces, mm-hmm. which is a thing in real life, obviously, but it's creepy seeing it there. Yeah, they did different lighting, like, yeah. depending on where they were, like, flickers. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I've always gotten creeped out by that. Next is cats. Cats. Not, like, the animal, but the the play. Play? Musical. 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 I'll be honest, I didn't see the remake. I, I, saw I was going to say, I've never. It used to be like one of my favorite movies. I don't know. I think I might have saw, seen the original. But. Because like I do know. Was, you know, costumes. This is now AI. Wait, that's costumes. not a costume. That's not like a person. Well, oh, yeah, it is. But it's like. There's AI. Put over there. like the. Yeah. The cast the costume. Stuff. Yeah. And. I did throw a little trailer in there, but let me read this real quick. So it was from, it came out in 2019, the remake. Um, it featured humanoid feline, felines, geez, that yeah. many people found unsettling. While some reportedly found the effect humorous, others reported feeling downright revolted. On social media, many viewers described the film as weird, creepy, and even nightmare-inducing. Mm-hmm. The fact that the film relies so heavily on movement may have also played a role in the audience's reaction. Moore has proposed that the addition of motion can amplify the uncanny valley effect, and in this case, the film includes both human-like movements as well as cat-like motions that serve to further confuse the viewer. Okay, that makes sense. And if you wanted to um, just 
you know, play that trailer for a moment, just mm-hmm. kind of see how they move and look and stuff. Go for it. The night is a magical night. Where I choose the cat that deserves a new life. Ew. Yeah. They do move like cats. Mm-hmm. They get dangerous. So they move a little too quick for humans, right? Yeah, they kind but of do that. Like We know they're supposed to be humans, so it's confusing. I got a pot I had sold. I've got plenty of soap. Yeah, the way, like, they're moving their spines and stuff, too. What's your name? Cat got your tongue? I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I could watch this. Maybe without like the edits of like the trailer, I could, but it's a lot going on. Yeah, it's a lot. It makes me want to watch the original though. Just imagine what went into like the edit, like the after process, right? Like what would they have? They're just wearing green suits, like body suits. I would think they would also have, I, I would think it's part costume, part. Or AI. AI, yeah, AI. Not AI. Um, CGI. C- yes. Thank you. I said AGI. <laughs> CGI, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's quite interesting. I feel like I am more uncomfortable with Polar Express though than this. Yeah, is because like if I if you made me watch a clip of Polar, like I would be cringing. Is it because you know these are people? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I guess you could probably fight the argument too. They do capture cat-like movements and stuff so well that maybe that goes against the Uncanny Valley. But it also, you know, when like you feel better when it starts going more towards human. Mm -hmm. But if you also know that it's supposed to go, like, could it be for any animal in a sense? Not just human, like if it's like an AI for I think a cat can, or a dog. Like I feel like you could have that uncanny valley yeah. for all. I think this can include so many different things mm-hmm. besides robots mm-hmm. and AI. It's just from when this is because it came from Mori, Professor Mori. That's what his hypothesis was related to was robots because that's what he was roboticist. He was working on that. So right now, I think the theory can encompass so many different things. Dude, I just like cannot. <laughs> That would have had to have been so well choreographed. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how long it took to film. I know. Or wow. was a lot of it AI? And we don't know. Because you see things now that you just, they can, you know. Like pre. Make a person look like they're doing a tango and it's not actually them doing anything. I don't think, I think you would have probably been able to like tell. Because they're using the people, I guess. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. Things are weird. Okay, moving on. Oh, God. I am so deep in the uncanny valley, I can't. Ew, this is Abe Lincoln as a robot. Yeah. It's an animatron, Abe. Maybe we, if we can find that, like, gif or clip or whatever, we'll put it on our stories for people to look at. But, like, it'll have to be after this is released or we'll save it in the highlights or something. But, one, is he sneezing? What's happening? Uh. I don't know what he's doing. It looks like an Amish guy. It does. With like a heavy filter on his face. Which Abe didn't have a mustache either. 
Was Abe Amish? <laughs> Maybe. Conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. No. That might so be the worst one. Up. I mean, we'll have it somewhere probably for you to look at, but a Lincoln robot. It's creepy. The teeth. Mm-hmm. It is so close, but so far just away. All of the muscles that look like they're moving. Mm-hmm. But then the eyes kind of... The eyes ruin it right now. Yeah. It's like a glitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the following I'm going to give you are most definitely examples of the Uncanny Valley phenomenon so some of these creations might make you feel a little weird okay. weird weird okay tell me when to go ahead. so first we have a um robot named actroid she was developed by Kokor- kokoro dreams a japanese robotics company she operates autonomously and she can point and wave blink and she can make breathing motions, and she speaks, of course. So go ahead. That shit creeps me out. Play that. Okay, playing it. Is it a noise? There is. It might be annoying. So it's, so it's like in a museum. Does she answer? No. Like, it's so cool, but so, like, creepy. Yeah. And she looks pretty realistic. I was going to say, it looks realistic until, like, those movements and, like, the hand gestures, like, so robotic. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I wish I had posture like that. <laughs> Perfect robot posture. <laughs> My name is Julia Coker. What's up? The ch- Why do they always make it? Because people do move their heads. They think like that yeah, up and down. It's just not as smooth as a person. Yeah, it's weird. You don't have to play the whole thing. Okay. As long as, whenever you get the gist, feel free to stop it. Ooh, that was up close. The finger, the hands are weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Actroid. Looks weird, but also just looks like a baby doll. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Weird, weird, weird. Okay. All right, next we have Alter. Alter. Alter Ego. Uh, yeah, sure. This is Alter number three. He was made in 2020. He's powered by Artificial Neural Network. Um, it was developed by Osaka and Tokyo Universities, and it has actually conducted orchestras before. So I know that Tokyo especially, but like Japan, their AI to technology pretty much like anything in that realm is more advanced Mm -hmm. to at least society's knowledge. Like maybe other places are, and it's like really kept secret. Like I'm sure the U S has some crazy shit, but I do feel like for the general public, like you see everything coming out of Tokyo or Japan, like these AIs or or robots, not AIs, but you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like, why is that? Like, is there less restrictions or regulations? Like, are there more, regulations here that like people can't be doing that or is it just not as open or is it because they're more open to technology and having technology like assistance i think they're more open to it okay i think there's a lot of this going on behind the scenes that we just no one has showed us and we're gonna see the big like boom probably Mm -hmm. here where like everyone's gonna get their assistance and stuff you think think so okay let's see alter three the japan times Ew. 
What is it reminding me of? Is it gonna have a body? No, that's just how it looks. Why? I think so. People I, get less creeped out because you can maybe. still see it. So they have it only has like rubber over its face it's to make it look human, and on its hands and arms, like and forearms. So a little bit on the chest. It's just the yes. forearms. Everything else is like robotic. You see the insides. Yeah. yeah. I don't like this at all. So you feel worse being out seeing both human and robot. Would you rather it look all human? Yeah, I think. Like Actroid? Yeah, I think so. It's just like uncomfortable to look at. Now, I'm sure when he did the or well, I don't know when he did the orchestra if he had a shirt on or not. But I mean, I'm sure Actroid probably looks like that under her robe. Probably, you're probably like, right. I go through. It's gonna be like a little fetus, like raw. It's funny you body. say fetus because that's kind of a a theme in robots, <laughs> and you'll see a few that like what they like look like. Yeah. Okay. 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 So alter creep me out oh. way more than actroid. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one is not a video; it's just a picture. But this is Amica or Amica. It's a humanoid robot from Engineered Arts. It has sensors that track a person or object's movement in its eyes. It can express astonishment and surprise. It can recognize faces and voices. It yawns and shrugs. It can even discern emotion and age when it looks at someone. And it will shush you if you're being too loud. (laughs) And it's similar to what we just saw with Alter, where it's half human, half robot looking but the face is way more I, human features going on. Yeah, I was just going to say... I'm, the eyes look pretty real. Um, just the fact that the rubber's, like, gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm less uncomfortable with this. I think it's more so the features. There's, like, some wrinkle. It's not, like, smooth and tight. Like, like there's, there's some, some features there. there. Um, also, I think I feel better... Just with, like, the hand not going to the forearm. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with the forearm being robotic and not, like, half the arm. Like, what's his, what's the altar? Because on altar, it just looks like a, a straight-up Halloween mask mm-hmm. on its face. But Amika... It's more like human it robotic. It's more like a human. Yeah. yeah. So this next one, you can play with a little bit of volume, but then I'd probably turn the volume off because it'll get annoying. Okay, so this is called Big Dog. Big Dog. This is a dog-like robot that has legs and no head. Why? And it was developed by Boston Dynamics. Why? Go ahead and I don't know. Go ahead and play that. No fucking way. First of all, it doesn't even look like a dog. It looks like some like large insect. Yeah, it looks like. What's it supposed to do? Help with like hunting and trails and stuff? I don't know. Really? Security. What the hell is this? But you'll be able to see soon, if you didn't already, the balance this thing has. So it walks around on its own. And where it's at, it's there's, it's snowy, it's icy, and you'll see it slip. But it never, ever falls during this video. Mm-hmm. It keeps its balance. Oh, they kicked it. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, that's rude. When I first saw this. <laughs> it does not have feelings. I know, but... Yeah, it kind of, like... It doesn't look like a dog. One, it looks like it has hooves, not paws. It's creepy looking. So it would be like more like a deer or a moose or... Yeah, wow, it didn't slip at all. Oh, it, it went down a little, but it stays up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the legs creep out. It does yeah. look like... Ah, uh, dude, no. I don't know. It reminds me of... Um, is it like War of the Worlds, kind of? And those giant alien... Yeah, when things. they're like... Yeah. It does. Yeah, it's creepy. And it makes that awful sound the whole video. So that's why I was like... Oh, God. Because it just sounds like... A, it sounds like a weed eater, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next, we have CB2. Uh, created in 2006 by University of Osaka... Designed to mimic the look and behavior of a two-year-old. Why the? And it's used by researchers to study robot learning and cognition. It also reacts to touch. So go ahead and play that bad boy. Before I play this, I just want to say I asked that question about like regulations and stuff. For like, I love how the only thing so far from the U.S. has not been like a human, like the other things in Japan. <laughs> it's a freaking like weird, creepy animal. Yeah. Okay, CB2. What First of all, it's like an alien it color. Like marshmallow. Baby. Marshmallow baby. Like they're bringing the Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy to life. Yeah, kind of, yep. Or the, um, what's the tire guy? Michelin Man or whatever. Yeah. Michelin. Oh. You're recording. Go, go for it. No, it just—it looks like a kid's not moving like that. Like that's just like I don't know. It's, I feel like a toddler. Yeah, but this is like that's fair. But this is like the height of these people. Like that is. Yeah, it's you're saying you're making a baby. I'm uncomfortable because it's a four foot thing. Yeah, with no neck, like this. It's creepy looking. The eyes are massive. Wow, yeah, I I don't like this and one. Like, did you get to the react reaction to touch yet? Like, oh no, I don't if know. If he rubs his head or his belly, he reacts. Right now, it's just eyes flickering like this. Yeah. Why is it lumpy too? I don't know. What the hell is this? This is a marshmallow. Does he have to have like some inflatable some like what's the hose connected to its back? I think I thought it was just a power source, but I don't know. Oh, so it does have to be like plugged in. I think. Oh. Yeah. It makes like a they're so proud of themselves. Kind of. I mean that is probably really cool and really hard to make, but like I'm I don't understand what the need is for it though. I don't know either. Like, I get... So, they're using it to research robot learning and cognition. Why do you like, need to make a make baby one like that's for... Yeah. I guess to see... If it will grow, like, a person a will. can learn, like, a two-year-old learns, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So... But don't they, like, learn like more, in a sense? Because they can... Like, now they have access to, like, everything, like... This was also 2006. Yeah. This isn't. So, what the? Bug is this? Um, so, next we have Diego San. Uh-huh. San Diego. Diego San. Was it made in San Diego? It resides in San Diego for it sure. Resides. Yeah. Um, so, this was created in 2013 by Hanson Robotics. It is a robotic child and it has a full set of teeth. It is Why? designed to learn like a real child. And it's used to study human robot interaction and AI. I'm not really, I don't follow the studies really. 
Yeah, and he's also, again, another oversized robot child. And they only make one prototype of all these? Like, this is just, like, the prototypes? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's just one. Um, Ew! But he's, like, half... You see, like, covered like CB2 was. He... Only his face... The hair? Is done. The rest is... You see all the... The hard hair cap? Yeah. The smiling is creeping me out. I will say it's less creepy than the other one, I think. I I don't know. Looking more human? Human, but like it's still just like a robot. Like I can accept it for what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's because you can see the insides. Yeah. So if he was completely covered, he had a wig on. Oh my God, I'd be creeped the fuck out. Yeah. So being able to see what it is on the inside definitely. (laughs) What is with the faces? It is crazy. It is like human facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going like mouth open, like a crying face, sour face, smile. We made it. Rebuilt the hinge. Some pieces of the fiberglass. Ooh, sour face. Yeah, weird. Uh, but not as bad as CB2. No, CB2 was just, I don't know, like an alien, weird, I don't know, weird. It looks like it should be like in an incubator or something. Yeah. Like those like tubes with like the fluid thing. You mean like a fetus in a jar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only like a five foot jar. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next we have a robot named Erica. Erica stands for Arado Intelligent Conversational Android. Wait, I think I've heard of this one She's before. A humanoid robot made by Osaka University, Kyoto University, and Advanced Telecommunications Research Institute International. She was originally slated to work in broadcasting news in Japan, but she ended up finding a home in Hollywood. And she won third place in London's National Portrait Gallery competition. What what is a natural National Portrait Gallery competition. Also, she f- she now lives in Hollywood. Did they use her for movies? I read. I didn't see what she was in. I don't. But it, I read that she was supposed to be in, like featured in a film that was coming out. Hmm. Oops. And she has. As a robot, do you have memories? I mean, collarbone, like, sternum, like, you see. Very detailed. Mm -hmm. You can tell it's a robot, but it is, like... It is very real. It is very real, like, the mouth not matching up. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's... It's only a matter of time until they start getting that. She's a little jerky. She is, and she doesn't really make like eye contact. Would you like to hear about a good experience? Bad experience. And she has memories. So in the video, the guy's asking her. So she can actually tap into. Yeah. The memory that she had where she fell out of the chair. That one's definitely more realistic than um, Actroid. In my opinion. Yes. I think this one so far is the most realistic. I'm not still super scre- creeped out. I'm not creeped out. I think I like I feel like I just know what it is. Time, so I think I'm desensitized to all of it at this point. 
I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not that creeped out by that one. The baby ones get me. Okay. Next one, Geminoid High. Yeah, I don't know if it's Geminoid or High, but uh, this was created in 2006 by Osaka University roboticist Hiroshi Ishigero. He created this robot that looks just like him. It can even mimic his voice and his head movement. Okay. Is, this one creeps me out. I didn't realize that was like a person... So like the the, one on the, the clip the photo of like the video, yeah, that's crazy. It just looks like two guys sitting beside each other. <laughs> you can tell it's not like real, but at the same time, it could just be a person that. <laughs> Doesn't say much or move much, you know what I mean? This one creeps me out a little bit, and I don't know if it's just because he made the robot look like himself, and that creeps me out. The way they're sitting the same, dressed exactly like yeah, everything. The hair. <laughs> yeah, that's like wild. The hands are pretty similar too. Like the skin texture on this one. So the movements and like the speaking, the mouth with the speaking matching up with the lips was definitely off. And the movements were like that roboticiness, but it really does kind of capture like human, like, like a rosiness in the cheeks, the wrinkles, the texture of the skin. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. It's a Jules. Yeah, next we have you, Jules. Mm-hmm. This is a 2006 humanoid robot from Hanson Robotics. This one you will want to meet. It doesn't. Okay. See its movements. This is a. Oh. I don't like how half the head isn't covered, but then they have like body parts on it. Like, is everything else covered on it except for half the head? Well, maybe. I think so. This one's pretty realistic looking. Yeah. Other than that head missing. Like, the smile and the movements, actually. Like, the turning of the head with, like, the eyes. Does it creep you out? Or not so much because you can see the back of the head is not... has. I think because the back of the head. This one, like, the eyes and the eye movements... Every, like it's pretty it's pretty close I to a human had a hat on or a wig on I think I don't know if it was just walking down the street with another person like I don't know if I would like do a double take and be like I think that was a robot like right. I, I think it would just Let's keep going with my day yeah, yeah. Cool. that was creepy that was Jules uh, next <laughs> we have Motormouth Robot KTR um this one's weird it's it i don't know why they did this but this is designed to imitate human speech it has an air pump for lungs it has its own set of metallic vocal cords and it has a tongue as well um but it's literally just the mouth and the nose of the face why does the oh excuse me so that's it. It has like metallic vocal cords. 
So they must have been doing this so that they can start making robots that can make those noise, like do those movements and noises. Yeah, I think it's just. It looks like one of those, like it looks like a fish's mouth. It makes sense. Does it talk or just make those noises? I think. Oh wait, the guy. Oh, so the guy's doing it in the microphone and mimicking it. I thought it was like listening to. Okay. I mean, it is listening, but I just wasn't expecting, like... I don't like it either. I want it to talk, like... Yeah, I'm done. That's so creepy. I just, I really also don't like that, like, the lower portion doesn't match the, like, upper portion um, of the, the, like, skin color, like, the nose and stuff. It's... I don't like it. It creeps me out. It yeah, that was like, creepy. It looks like part sex toy. To me. Yeah, like yeah. like people might be using that for yeah. it. Yeah. Did you you watch Dave, right? Yeah. Have you are you caught up on Dave? No. It has a couple seasons out. Well, even uh-uh. since the beginning. I think he was the first obsessed. season and like a few of the second. Well, even you know, in the first season he was always obsessed with like a sex doll. Mm-hmm. It gets more realistic in the more recent episodes. And this is giving you that vibe. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Next we have Nadine, not a video, but looking at it. So you see Nadine next to a human. And she is a humanoid social robot developed by Nanyang Technological Customer Service. She led bingo games. And she could recognize faces, speech, gestures, and objects. It literally does look like a human. At a, at a quick glance, you're like, wait, which one's the robot? Right. And then as you're looking, it kind of looks more like a wax figure. Like how realistic some of those wax oops, figures are. And I think it would look less... I think it would look more realistic if her hand was positioned differently. Yeah. Well, even... You can see the hand on the lap, too. It yes. doesn't so, look, like, real. I think it's really hard for them to, like, nail hands, though. It, yeah, it always seems to be, which is weird. Same for artists. Like those are supposed to be one of the hardest things. Right. And it's probably just shapes with like the textures and veins. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. She's, she seems sweet and she led bingos, which is adorable. You know? <laughs> the fact that she can recognize faces, speech, gestures, and objects is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. No. No. Next we have Telenoid Re? Why are Or R1. R1. Telenoid R1. <laughs> uh, this is in Overgrown Thetis. Um, this looks like something out of a horror movie. It's like the face, dude. It literally looks like in like movies, like like a gray per like a alien. Mm-hmm. Ew. First of all, why does it look like a sperm? <laughs> what the fuck? It just has nubs and it doesn't have legs. Like the body comes straight down. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a kid trying like I think what kind of game? Nintendo DS. And it's a girl. A girl, I'm sorry. Did I say anyone? A child. I'm not playing on video. I'm just looking at you. 
<laughs> yeah, and then when it talks, it like goes like this. I'm not. Like. Yeah. That's just starting. Yes. Also, why does it sound like that if it's supposed to be like a fetus? I don't know. I'm no. I'm done. I'm done with that one. That I'm uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with that. I don't. I don't accept that. Okay. Well, how do you feel about Sophia? Sophia's giving me Jules vibes. Jules vibes, yeah. Pretty similar. Um, she's an AI-powered humanoid robot by Hanson Robotics. You hear that name a lot. Like, they're making a lot of these that are on the list. Han- Hanson and Osaka or whatever. Osaka. I feel like we're the two top. Hanson Robotics. It was... Uh, so, Sophia was featured on the cover of a Cosmopolitan magazine. She was the, a guest on The Tonight Show. She played Rock, Paper, Scissors with Jamie Fallon. And she also has self-awareness. I can just tell by the neck, like, how realistic this looks. Yeah, she... Thank you for inviting me. I am thrilled and honored to be here at the United Nations. Oh, my gosh. The UN is one of humanity's greatest accomplishments, representing a democratic union of nations that are working together for the benefit of all. I am here to help humanity create the future. Machines across the board are coming to life. When will they come to life as complete organisms? We don't know that. However, when they do, I want to make sure that they can. I definitely feel like when I see like half robot half human, like I can get past it, but this is insane. And it does kind of have like a smoother face where you can see the robots, but also can blend in with society because, you know, Botox and stuff. Like it looks like a a millennial girl. Female, right? Do you agree? Yes. Okay, Sophia. I think you're ready. This is Sophia. She's been all over. Chilling in my lab with my people. Got some new stuff going on. She actually sounds kind of more like a human, too. My artificial intelligence. This is too cool. I can walk. One of my favorite things is when people light up when they see me. I'm happy to be a magic spectacle, and I love it when I can make people laugh and smile. This is weird. It's getting more weird. Sophia's driving. Oh no, she's not. I have to ask I'm technically just a little over a year old. I'm still defining my identity. Like a child. I need others around me to help me grow into myself with humor and grace. Yeah, but then these are like the horror stories when they do develop and they get too smart. No. Okay, I'll stop it. The more I watch that video, I feel like I got like more creeped out by it. Mainly just because like when she's saying like I'm only a year old and I still have to develop like I need other people to get like my emotions and personality and like develop that stuff that's like the the horror stories you hear that like they eventually will become like their own quote unquote like person but they like are smart enough to kind of like outsmart the people yeah I don't know it is it's so cool but it's creepy as fuck Mm -hmm. like what if this is all we are well, and this is, yeah, yeah. let's not get into that because like the wiring is just different. Like, you know what I mean? Have you, have you watched Westworld? Mm-mm. I, but I've heard. It's, 
<laughs> that makes you think because the way they make them in that and I mean like the remake the show mm-hmm. it's they have blood and they have like a fake blood. yeah like what if we're just at the start of like restarting another like simulation <laughs> and they don't recognize like if they get really really hurt and there is like wires or metal or whatever that they're seeing in their wound they don't process it they don't see that hmm. so like what if what we're seeing isn't really what it is yeah and then I wonder, like, what if all the surgeons are in on it? Yeah, because they would have to know. Really know well, the OG ones who wrote the, like, books and stuff of, like, how to, like, get in a certain way. I don't know. <laughs> no, because there's so many people who do, like, black market, like, tape shit, you know? True. It's weird to think about. But what if, like, the surgeons are the ones that can see it? it? There would be a like a whistleblower, I feel like. Maybe, maybe not. We'll probably it's find out in a few years because whistleblowers have yeah. been coming. It's That's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, next we have Saya or Saya. She was developed by researchers in Japan. She was the first robot teacher. She could take attendance, ask students to be quiet, and she could express different emotions like surprise, fear, and anger. Is that all she did as a teacher? Like, did she actually teach them though too? I'm not sure what all she really did. Because that... I think she was... The relationship between human beings and computers is constantly evolving. Now, AI technology will bring GUI to a whole... Oh, is that her? Deep learning... This is the closest one. Emotions for optimized communication. From GUI... What year was this? Um... Our latest project is to input all forms of human expression into Saya. Saya. Joy, sadness, surprise, and fear. As the first guide, Saya will make a monumental leap in evolution. This is crazy. Human behavior. Saya's evolution will not stop there. We will provide Saya with a vast amount of broadcast data. This will allow Saya to acquire natural conversation and autonomous behaviors. In the near future, that was definitely what I had seen on the website of examples. There may come but I think that might have been just for like a commercial for her. Because when I look up other ones, she looks a little different. Oh, like this was to kind of promote her. Maybe. Unless that's just like the most recent version of it. On the screen, every second of every experience is an opportunity for creepier meaning, not as like human like. Oh, goodness gracious! (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh, some of them look like like rotting mummies. Yeah, I think there's a few versions of it. Yeah. This was probably like the the um. Well, I don't know. No, robot teacher side in a classroom of her own. This was in two thousand nine. Help students. Yeah, I bet you like this was because I was gonna say like it looks like super like computerized, like like, not yeah. So like this is probably what they wanted her to look like, and then. The Down syndrome looking 
mummy. I'm cutting this out, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And then they got the decaying mummy one. Yeah. So I put the wrong one in there. My bad. But that's what was on, like, I didn't honestly look into that one further because it was... Oh, no, I wasn't trying to, like, catch you in it. I was no, just curious. As I was, like, watching, I'm like, let me just double check because... I mean, she still does, like, look realistic. Mm-hmm. She's $50,000 or was. It's probably not that much. But, yeah, does not look like what that video <laughs> was saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Next, have you heard of, I don't know if I sent you any of these reels on Instagram, but have you heard of the Deep Fake Neighbor Wars? It's a TV show Mm-mm. in New Zealand. No. It's AI. So it uses, so there's impressionists who, like real people, impressionists who, you know, do impressions of celebrities. Mm-hmm. And the AI makes them look like those celebrities. Oh. But when you look at them, like when I first saw, I think it was this video actually, I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Why are these two doing this? What is this? Then- oh, I, maybe I probably watched deep, fa- like I've watched AI of celebrities or whatever, but I didn't realize it was like an actual like comedy show. Well, so deep fake videos are a thing where it's using AI to make it look right. like a person or a different person. This is actually a show. Um, and this trailer for it includes Nicki Minaj and Tom Holland. Okay. So go ahead and watch that. These stories are all made up. The celeb book oh, that went, went too fast for me. Golden the Edge in Russia. Dog walker Nicki Minaj and health and safety officer Tom Holland. Why did they make that noise? Because it's supposed to be like AI or whatever. You know, it was love at first sight. It so was. He reminded me health and safety officer and dog walker. You know how some dogs have those human eyes. So wait, it is two people like sitting there doing this, but then the AI. Generates them to look like and sound like yeah. the people. Human, but the kind that dogs have. And you know, being that I work with so many canines, looking at those dog eyes just really made me feel at home. How could I not put a ring on it? She's got four bees. Brains, beauty, wings. business, and. <laughs> the wig. <laughs> but shortly after their wedding, Nikki and Tom had a very unsettling encounter with their next door neighbor. We had just got back from our honeymoon. Our homecoming. <laughs> Tom drops his bags, and then I started following right behind him like this. First thing I noticed was this horrible sort of boiled egg smell. <laughs> we started entering into the house to find out what that smell was. And then I saw him, and I started to scream. <laughs> and he was spread out like this. Oh my god. Nikki and Tom were shocked to discover that the intruder was in fact their next door neighbor, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my god. Found his way into their house. Stop. That's so funny. It's creepy though. It is creepy. The fact that they can, well, and I think this show in particular, I think a lot of celebrities got pissed off and tried to sue, although. Most celebrities don't have rights to their own images anyway, so it's those companies right. their contracts are with that would be the ones to sue, but they're not getting paid for this, but it looks like them, and it's just 
Yeah. It's a gray area, I think. It's definitely a gray area. But that, I mean, that would be so creepy to, like, see. Mm-hmm. I do want to show you, um, can you go to Google and search something? Because I wanted to include this video and I forgot to. And just search Tom Cruise deep fake. We interviewed deep fake Tom Cruise. It's the one below that. Should be very realistic. Videos. Yep. Click on that one. <laughs> he just fell. This is crazy. Enough to break the ice. Especially because it doesn't break off, like it stays consistent. You know what I mean? You know how sometimes, like with certain movements, the filter will come off. You guys cool if I play some sports? How do people like do that though? Like you just like prompt it to be like pool Tom Cruise's voice and then you create like your own filter? Their own voice, I'm sure he's just an impressionist doing an impression of Tom Cruise and just throwing on the filter to look like him. Oh. But you'd have to create the filter, right? Like, how do you make the filter? Okay. Okay. So, again, the reason I decided to do this one was because I feel like I was seeing it a lot lately. This next one? On Instagram. So, I was seeing a lot of Uncanny Valley makeup. Okay, so, like, bringing back makeup other people did or what? Or just makeup on it that, like, creeps you out. people doing their makeup to make themselves look like robots Robots. trying to look like people. I don't know if I'm ready for this one. (laughs) The makeup artists? Like, sometimes I get stuck on this on, like, Instagram. I wasn't going to do my makeup like this, but then I didn't have time for the episode. Have you tried before? Yeah. So. I guess I could turn the volume off. I might do that in the... Take a picture or something. Yeah, you should. Post it. We'll see if it turns out well. How do people do this stuff? I don't get it. Oh, the eyeballs. That's so creepy. <gasps> oh! That wasn't even like a robot. That was just creepy. Yeah, a lot of these just kind of... This is what they're labeling it. It's this uncanny valley makeup. But it's more just like horror. Yeah. But... This is just like, oh, this is 11 minutes long. I guess I could skip through some of them. I'm like watching everyone. (laughs) Oh, this is giving me like, it's going to be clown vibes. Yeah, like the way that they, they over like exaggerate the features, like how a robot would be. Mm-hmm. Like super smooth, but then like the darkness under the eyes, mm-hmm. high cheekbones. Yeah, it's creepy for sure. Wait, I want to see the end of this. Oh, yeah, I'm creeped out. Yeah. We're going to have to do our makeup. 
you'll have to do mine. I can't, I can't do makeup. <laughs> okay. So that was the end of the examples. And we kind of just go into some theories as to why people feel like this and why they have this reaction. Which again, it's not everyone. It's just some people, mm-hmm. some children, some adults. Um, so there's been a number of theories for why people experience the Uncanny Valley effect, but no one can really agree on just one theory. Some theories suggest that the phenomenon is biological, while others suggest that there are cultural explanations. And the following are some of the factors that may play a role in this. So I have a little list of some of the theories. Okay. Um, so we're starting with ambiguity. Ambiguity. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So a 2016 paper suggested that the sensation of being creeped out is often caused by a sense of ambiguity. Why am I saying that? Ambiguity. That is ambiguity. Ambiguity. Why was I saying that? Ambiguous. Ambiguity. Yeah. Wow. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. Some ragu with that ambiguity. <laughs> I knew. I'm like, why is this not sounding? Right? It didn't sound right, but then it also didn't sound wrong, and I was like, hmm. ambiguity. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, so when we see things that are almost but not quite human, it creates a tension that feels unpleasant. And such effects are sometimes exploited to heighten the horror or creepiness in movies. Horror films, for example, often infuse human characteristics into non-human entities, including dolls like Annabelle, clowns like It, to terrify audiences. So that's why we a lot of people don't like clowns then. Like, that would be kind of like the uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. Okay. I went through that phase. Did you? Not anymore? Not as much, but they. I still just get creeped out by, like, I don't I don't really get it. Yeah. It's weird. Why are you, like, dressing up as a clown? I don't know. Why does that bring joy to kids? It's weird to me. Yeah. It's really creepy. All the bright colors, maybe? Yeah, and, like, the whole, I don't know. It's, just, it's really weird. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Next, we have mismatched elements. Research has also shown that people tend to be disturbed when elements that normally don't occur together are combined. For example, a paper published in 2011 found that while people are not disturbed by robots with robot voices or people with human voices, they do feel creeped out by robots with human voices. So that's a mismatched element. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So a human with a robotic voice or a robot with a human voice. Right. Because people do say like... With certain voices, you get, like, uncomfortable or whatever. hmm Okay. So, would that be the same, though, even? Could mismatch elements go along with, like, Cats, the musical, where we said, like, it it's mismatched because it's also, like, relating to a cat? Yeah. It's a human and a cat. And cat movements. In, like, a well, human like- form, but also in a cat form? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say that falls under that. Um we have inconsistency. So even in highly realistic depictions, people are adept at spotting even the smallest inconsistencies in robotic or animated humanoids. Even relatively minor divergences can make a character go from lifelike to uncanny. So it could be as little as like a two like eyes that are a little too glossy, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like real eyes or robot eyes would be too glossy. The robot eyes. Okay. So it looks completely human. But the glossy, and then now you're getting uncanny. Yeah, it's just that one little detail that's a little inconsistent. Or, like, that movement, everything else is good, but, like, they're doing that, like... Or, or, you know, it smiles or blinks too slow or something. Okay. 
So I can, I can agree with those three. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have survival response. So I saw a lot of this. Um, Maury, that roboticist who invented the term, mm-hmm. and others have suggested that the uncanny valley is an aversive, evolved response to the potential threats of death. And because something is human-like but not quite lifelike, it may evoke the same response that people feel when they encounter something that is dead or dying. Which does make people uncomfortable. Yeah. They almost, like, don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't have, like, really seen that, like, made that correlation like that. It's, Maybe if we looked into it, you know, right. the more you think about it or learn about it. But, yeah, it's weird. That not even realize it either. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh. And that was survival response? That was survival response. Okay, because you get, like, uneasy with death and, mm-hmm. or it's like some, watching someone die. Yeah. Next we have category uncertainty. Theories also suggest that the uncanny valley may exist to, due to the difficulty in determining what category an entity belongs to, including whether a figure is a real living human or a computer-generated three-dimensional model. Human and non-human represent two separate and mutually exclusive categories. So when something approaches a point where it seems to transition to one to the other, it can trigger feelings of cognitive dissonance. When people hold conflicting beliefs, they tend to experience feelings of psychological discomfort. So in this case, there is a conflict between the belief that an entity is human and the belief that it is not human, something that which human might abruptly appear non-human or it may even shift back and forth as the viewer observes it. The artificial representation is realistic enough to almost fool you into thinking it is alive, but it falls short of reality just enough that it clashes with your expectations of how a real living person would behave. This mismatch between what you are seeing and your expectations may make you feel ambivalent or even threatened. In other words, it creeps you out. So I guess that could also go into like cats or no? Yeah, I would say. Because you're uncertain. Where they fall. Where they fall. Are they a cat or are they a human? But same with like, so not really Sophia, but like with those, like if it gets so, like the one that we saw that actually wasn't Saya, like if it was that way, it could trick you almost. Yes. Yeah. Because you're like, is that a person Mm -hmm. that's just like filtered or edited a lot? Because she sounded very human. She looked very human, but she was a little too perfect looking. Or is it a robot? Right. Which, honestly, you know how sometimes when people are, like, so symmetrical and perfect looking, like, not to, like, what you see is beautiful, but, like, there are times where it's, like, it's it's uncomfortable because, like, you seem like you're, like, lab. You know what I mean? Not that I've had those feelings, but you know how sometimes you're, like, is that person even real? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I came in, like, thinking of an example that I mean, but like, well, I, I don't know if that would be category uncertainty. But wonder at, like, what point that they get, like, so advanced that, like, you start to be uncertain. Like, is that assistant real or is it fake? Or just, like, those deep fake videos. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, what's Nicki Minaj and Tom Holland doing? Have you seen, like, the Trump and Biden ones and stuff? No. It's crazy because they can just take any word and, like... And that's put them together to make this ridiculous statement. Yeah. And people who it never happened, people who just believe everything they see. Mm-hmm. There's a huge problem in our society. Seriously. Yeah. And that makes you question if all this stuff is just now coming out, how long has it been around? 
Oh, it's been around. Is this not even the most advanced that it is behind the scenes? Well, I guess. Like what's real and what's not. And that's right, too, for like what you said about wonder how much of whatever thing was real or how much of it was like what we just saw for the deep fake mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, was it just people that then you could like turn into like cats? Yeah. Hmm. It's creepy because you can, using this. AI, you can turn anyone into anyone. Literally. Anyone into anyone. I mean, they're bringing back people from the dead doing it, in a sense. Yeah. Which is creepy. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone would really cross that line. But Someone would cross the line. Sure. All right. What's okay. the next theory? Next we have mate selection. So this is an automatic stimulus-driven appraisals of uncanny stimuli, elicit aversion by activating an evolved cognitive mechanism for the avoidance of selecting mates with low fertility or hormonal health or ineffective immune systems based on physical features of face and body that are predictive of those traits. So in short. Thank you. I was about to say, can you like break that down for me? Like an instinct that we've had since we were cavemen on mate selection. Mm-hmm. And certain features that you see can kind of instinctually tell you if they're going to be a good mate or not. And so it's a theory that that's why sometimes some people have aversion to things like this. That's just instinctual. That does make sense for how much they, that like it has shown how like mating is primitive to like mm-hmm. who we are yeah primitive is not the right word but is it i don't think, I think so okay i know what you're saying i still so it's just saying like that's a robot like we can't really mate so it's just like a turn off in a mm-hmm. sense like what's the yeah it's just uncomfortable and mm-hmm. okay yep next we have mortality salience so you uncanny robot elicits in it the fear of death and culturally supported defenses for coping with death's inevitability. Partially disassembled androids play on subconscious fears of reduction, replacement, and annihilation. A mechanism with a human facade and a mechanical interior plays on our subconscious fear that we are all just soulless machines. Androids in various states of mutilation, decapitation, or disassembly are reminiscent of a battlefield after a conflict and, as such, serve as a reminder of of our mortality. Since most androids are copies of actual people, they are doppelgangers and may elicit a fear of being replaced on the job, in a relationship, and so on. The jerkiness of an android's movements could be unsettling because it elicits a fear of losing bodily control. So I feel like some of what we were saying, not that like I don't I don't think that I feel necessarily like death and fear but we do question it so i understand mm-hmm. there are people who are like terrified of it yeah so i guess i see that like what you were saying like cutting mm-hmm. like what if yeah. inside yeah. of us is yeah. actually it's like someone sees that as a robot and they start like ego dad kind of i think a lot of the reactions has to do with feeling like you're being replaced mm-hmm. because that is happening a hundred percent they might not look like people. Well, even yeah. cash register, like self checkout. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hate when I'm in that when I'm in giant um, grocery store. 
and they have that robot that just like mm-hmm. goes around yeah cleaning mm-hmm. floors and he knows when you're nearby so he stops and then will like reposition have you ever gotten to like a little like you know when you're like passing someone and you kind of like do like the back and forth like which way are you going yeah. you've done that with the robot just a little bit but that's just because i'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> so, do those robots freak you out or no because of how it looks like it looks like a clunky i feel like now i'm not as freaked out and it's a little bit more like trusted mm-hmm. but it is like weird like how i can sense and stuff i don't understand how i can't like knock everything over yeah but if one just goes hey like buck wild yeah. I think that's why it probably doesn't it freak no me out because I have a Roomba. Right. I have a shark, not a Roomba. Yeah. Shark sponsor us. <laughs> Please. I could use one. <laughs> I don't I don't use it all I used to, but it doesn't really work in my house. It gets stuck on a lot of things. Like the vents. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you can get magnets for it. So I found it interesting in this um theory where jerkiness of an android's movements can be unsettling and cause fear, like feeling like what it would feel like to lose bodily control. Okay, I can see it. Can be, I got freaked out because of how the baby one. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna cut this part out because I just don't want it out there. Mm-hmm. But that like two year old, it looked like like a mentally challenged, like the reaction, like not having the movements. It was because of the size of it. I think the size and it kept doing like the fe- like quick like not having control. Yeah. It just like really like I just didn't want to be mean and like say it, it kind of like looked like, you know, a mentally yeah. challenged or skilled or like autistic like the reactions facial too. Mm-hmm. Not having control, just being like yeah. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. yeah, some of the videos you showed definitely gave me that mechanism fear movement. Mm-hmm. So what it so what would that be? You said that's all part of mortality sailing. Oh, that's part of or that's not a separate one. No, that's all. So everything I just read, that was part. Of so that's just like losing control of your motor skills in yeah, a sense. Like a fear of that. Um and where it mentioned like disassembled androids, that's it plays on your subconscious fear of reduction and being replaced because you're seeing it like half disassembled. Mm-hmm. I guess. I feel like it would be like that we could be like disassembled. And like seeing like that connection. Seeing how seeing like the mechanical interior can play on the fear of like that we're just soulless machines. Yeah. Interesting thought. I think that, that thought really freaks people out. Yeah. I mean, even us who are pretty open to like, mm-hmm. could be anything. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I keep going back to Westworld and the fact that program not to see those things, not to know what they think they're human. And That's so weird. If, what if it's all conspiracy and surgeons are in on it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then I have one more theory, and it is pathogen avoidance. So this is another kind of instinctual one, where. Uncanny stimuli may activate a cognitive mechanism that originally evolved to motivate the avoidance of potential sources of pathogens by eliciting a disgust response. 
The more human an organism looks, the stronger the aversion to its defects, because one, defects indicate disease, two, more human-looking organisms are more closely related to human beings genetically, and three, the probability of contracting disease-causing bacteria, viruses, and other parasites increases with genetic similarity. The visual anomalies of androids, robots, and other animated human characters cause reactions of alarm and revulsion similar to corpses and visibly deceased individuals. So doesn't that kind of go into some of the other theories? Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot they all kind of relate. Kind of, yeah. Right? And there's more than what I had just. It's just more of like what. It just gets more specific. Specific, yeah. But so this, yeah, this one is interesting. Yeah, is there a way you can break that down just a little bit? Like, what so, would you summarize that as? Like having the same response as you would if you're at a funeral and an open casket, and you're viewing the body, and it's like you're just like uncomfortable because you know it's not like it's there. It's you can physically it. see it, but mm-hmm. it's like it not. Human, it's it soulless, feel, right? It doesn't feel mm-hmm. human. At least, and I definitely can relate to that. Like. I mean, no one likes funerals, but once they're dead, there's nothing in there. There's no life. It's not mm-hmm. a I, human yeah. being anymore to me. It's not the person. No. It's not. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Sometimes I struggle with that too. That's why I freaking hate funerals because I'm like, why do this? They're not there anymore. They're not in there. Well, but I, 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 it's for the, it's mainly for the people. Yeah. But... Wow. Yeah. So that was what is the uncanny valley? Well, that just made my freaking nightmares get worse after that episode I just watched. I was like geeked out by it, especially because like this week too, why was just like I've been spreading myself pretty thin. So he's like, "There's AI assistance." I was like, "I can't afford to like pay for my own assistant right now." He's like, "There's AI assistance," and I was like, "No, (laughs) no." They will fall in love with me. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll hate me and they'll kill me. Yeah, they'll kill me, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. But not. Like, it is cool. And it could be very helpful for certain things. Like, think about people who, like, need 24-7 care. And maybe can't, like, afford payment. But if they're... Are they going to afford that, though? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's cheaper than the long run. I don't know. Like, I feel like there might be some ways... Maybe that's not the best example. That should be probably human to human connection. <laughs> they always told you as a nurse that nurse know not to get not to have feelings. Yeah, it's gonna be a long video. Yeah, to stop that. Um Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I've become more desensitized after researching it. Right. But the I think it's the deep fake videos that freak me out a little bit more because you just don't know what's real anymore out there. Yeah, because you can still tell robots like we know what's real and not. I think I agree with because you because there's no life behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest giveaway I think is the eyes. Mm-hmm. Like no icon, yeah, no life. Mm-hmm. No life. The deep fakes it's concerning because like there, it's already there's so much like false news like mm-hmm. clickbait, but now it's like. Like, what can you believe? Yeah. And you're constantly having to, like, teach people, mainly, like, an older generation who does, told us growing up, don't believe everything you're on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they're now sharing every scam oh. possible. Falling into all of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
scary. Mm-hmm. Especially if it gets in the wrong hands. Yep. So who knows? Because all it takes is one deep fake video of a political figure doing or saying the wrong thing and starts a war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No, it, it does. And it could even be like <laughs> the people on the other side of the war might know it's fake, but they can use it as trigger, like, you know, a trigger for it. And it just, it makes you wonder what we've already seen that we didn't realize was mm-hmm. like all these conspiracy theories and who knows. Yeah. I feel like some you can still catch. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, this isn't quite right. Yeah. But there's some creepy ones. For sure. Well, well good job, dude. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for Enjoy creeping me the fuck out. Nightmares. I hope all of you guys have nightmares. Love you. See you all in the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, don't forget to follow our social media pages. So our Instagram is UAQPod. Are we still plugging this stuff? Yeah. We have been. We have been. I had to do it the last time. It was rough. Okay. It was a rough take. Yeah. Okay. So don't forget to follow our Instagram at UAQPod. Yeah, we're so plugging. Facebook at <laughs> Unprofessionals Asking Questions. Our website is UAQPod.com where you can listen to videos. <laughs> Listen to the episode, mm-hmm. and you can submit questions or topic recommendations, comments, questions, whatever. You can also um, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash UAQ, where you have three different tiers to choose from, $1 a month, $5 a month, and $10 a month to get access to exclusive content when we make it. Um <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to rate and review wherever you're listening, especially on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Um, please give us a five-star rating if you love us. Do it if you hate us, too. So. Yeah, even if you don't, give us a five-star rating. Or I'll find um, so thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.